0: Tales continue to come in about the shooting yesterday in Kansas City, which left one person dead during the parade honoring the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. Officials from University Health in Kansas City gave an update on the shooting earlier today. In fact, uh, one person was killed. Officials from University Health in Kansas City said that uh, five people have been dismissed from the hospital, three remain, two are in critical condition one in stable condition. Joining us now is retired police lieutenant and media expert Steve Halk. Steve, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. No problem. So how much does social media play a role for law enforcement in these incidents?
1: That's well, a big uh, part of it now, uh, you know, over the last, say, 10 years. Uh, one, because most people carry a cell phone with them, most adults do, and, and many children do. Uh, But, two, they they record their life uh, almost in real time uh, on social media. So, well, when something happens, uh, people tend to share uh, with their friends and family, and uh, law enforcement will track that uh, during a major event. So I suspect in Kansas City they were probably tracking that real time uh, as the event was occurring. So uh, accessing that and monitoring it is a crucial part of the investigation.
0: Absolutely. And of course, it's also a part of um, how people viewed this because all over social media today was the scene of one of the shooters uh, being tracked down by people and tackling uh, that person who was suspected. How did you assess a situation and get an accurate count of victims and their respective conditions when you had to deal with matters such as this?
1: That's one of the hardest things, uh, for law enforcement. It's, it's not generally hard to locate them. Uh, it's hard, uh, to track them because, um, sometimes when you have multiple victims, like we have here, uh, a couple of dozen, uh, there's not going to be an officer with every single victim. So ambulance personnel, you know, they're going to want to scoop those people up and get them out of there and get up to safety. So law enforcement might not necessarily be aware of that. So uh, in an area like Kansas City, I'm sure there's multiple hospitals, trauma hospitals. So that's that's a situation where we're going to have to send personnel to each of those hospitals and get identification and conditions and start tracking people. So I think that their information uh, was pretty good. Uh, partially, uh, I think, uh, I suspect that they were able to get that information out accurately quickly because they probably had an active, what we refer to as a JIC, which is a joint information center, already established because it was a mass gathering. So when this incident, what we would call an incident within an incident, occurred, they already had all the mechanisms in place. Uh, They just had to divert them uh, to obviously a a trauma situation, but they already had everything up and running. Uh, So they were able to gather. That's, I think, why they were able to do a press conference as quickly as they did.
0: How do law enforcement and the media make certain that bad information does not go out? Because obviously, that's something that social media can uh, lend a negative hand to.
1: Right. First uh, is monitoring social media there, and, and that can be a benefit. Uh, we, we don't. We can't always look at it as a negative. One, it gives you an idea, uh, a pulse, if you will, of what the people are thinking, but also where information is coming in. Again, people will don't hesitate to pick up their phone and something out, Where, but they might be less likely to, say, pick up a phone and call the police. Uh, so it, it absolutely plays a role in it. We One, we need to monitor it, and we need to start filtering out what's important, what's not important, uh, but also uh, correct rumors. If, if, if we know we have our suspects in custody and we're still seeing information out there uh, in the ether that, you know, on the loose and here's we need to stop that right away. Uh, but having that relationship with local media is really essential, especially during these types of incidents.
0: So how did you feel like this situation was handled yesterday by Kansas City police?
1: I thought they did a good job. Uh, I, I looked uh, I watched the press conference by the chief and the mayor. I thought they did an excellent job. Uh, you know, I looked at the numbers. they, they, they had an advantage, if you will, uh, they did this last year, so they already had a plan in place. They had the blueprint, uh, and after every major incident, whether it's a planned event or an unplanned event, we do what we refer to as an AAR, an after-action report. We look at what worked what didn't work. We try to improve on it. So they already had the blueprint in place. I'm sure what they did was they looked at what worked well last year, what they need to improve on, and that's what they did this year. So uh, I think given the scenario they had, uh, they did a they did a good job. They had about 800 uniformed officers uh, and plainclothes officers. But when you put it in the perspective of last year, they had between 800 and 1.1 million people. That's about one officer per every thousand person. There, uh, pretty tough ratio. Uh, but I think, giving everything they had, uh, it could have been much worse uh, than it was.
0: There was also a lot of information coming out yesterday, and I thought it was handled very. Uh, very well organized in the grand scheme of things. We heard around this time yesterday, in fact, from the mayor of Kansas City, as well as the police chief and the fire chief. And they got information from a joint information center. What is that in law enforcement and what is its purpose?
1: So we use that. uh, We use it. uh, I, I travel the country on natural disasters, hurricanes and tornadoes. So we use those, uh, essentially what it is, is that it can be a physical location, which I'm sure they use here. It can also be virtual. So if you're spread out over a large area, it might be virtually. But essentially what it is, is it's a central area repository for information. So information that's learned out on the street, intelligence, whatever it might be, comes into one location. It gets assessed. It gets evaluated. You, you, you basically, you go through. You look and say, hey, what's good? What's bad? You filter it out. And then you send that information back out in one uni- unified voice. So instead of the fire department having something to say in the police and maybe the state police and the FBI, it comes from one location. So everybody's singing from the same sheet of music. That way there's less confusion on the street. And, you know, everybody's in tune. Everybody understands what everybody else knows.
0: It's been great hearing from Steve Hawke here to discuss, never liked to uh, discuss mass shootings. but And this was um, one where one person was killed, Steve Houck, a retired police lieutenant, sharing his expertise. Steve, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Take care.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.